How y'all doing there? Sure like to thank y'all for stopping by for another episode of this Removing the Illusion podcast. Man, look at him. Now y'all know before I get started, I always got to tell y'all what I'm smoking on. But tonight, I ain't smoking on no cigars. I'm still, I'm, I'm still in quarantine from smoking cigars. Because we got this corona thing still going on. And them folks have told us that we need to stay in our houses as much as possible. And we need to keep our lungs clean. So I ain't doing no smoking. You know, I got up this morning. I did my little workout, my regular workout routine. You know, got my body refreshed. And took my car through the car wash and, you know, got me something to eat and came on back home. You know, and you know what? You don't know if I can go without a cigar this long. I probably can go without it forever, right? Not. Because, see, cigars for me is not something that I need to do. Cigars for me is just, just a way of relaxation for me. I'm not an everyday smoker anyway. So it's really no big deal for me not to have no cigar, but I still love my cigars. And so as soon as them folks say, look, man, I think it's okay for you guys to go back to work and you come outside your house and enjoy folks like you normally used to do, I'm heading straight to the cigar spot with, with the fellas, because I do miss the fellas. I do miss my, social, my socialization and congregation with my fellas, you know, my cigar buddies. Man, I sure love them guys, you know, they're a bunch of old, old retired guys, some great guys. I do miss my camaraderie with, with, uh, with, with the fellas up at the cigar spot. Matter of fact, I heard that the cigar spot that I go to called Raw Cigar Emporium on top of the world, I hear uh, as of Friday, you know, I guess he's going to shut down for a whole month. He's just going to shut the whole cigar spot down for the whole month. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of sad to hear that, but you know what? It's for a good thing. It's for a good thing for the health, health of all the folks, you know, all the folks. You know, we need to do what them folks say until they get a hand on this corona thing. You know, that's all. So it's okay. I haven't had no smoke, and that's good. I'm keeping my kind of lungs clean. But I tell y'all what I am doing, because I went to Mary's Cuban Kitchen. I got me some of this good old Cuban coffee. Now, it's some, some good old Cuban coffee. I'm telling you that, that that Mary makes. But I'm not, I usually like it with a good cigar. But I'm kind of enjoying my Cuban coffee today without a cigar. And it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I'm really enjoying this thing. So look at here. But something I want to talk to you about, y'all about tonight. We're going to take a look at the stock market. Because there's been a whole lot of he and hard and hush, uh, hush and the fussing about this stock market thing here. With this stock market going down, and then, like I say, some fella told me that his company has uh, stopped putting money to their 401k. See, he got some email from his company, said his company was, they wasn't matching the uh, 401k, 401k funds anymore. Now that's kind of like you know that's kind of like weird to me. So everybody talks about this stock market, and everybody and I know that the government and everybody, the media, everybody ties everything to the stock market. And to me, old Southern boy like myself who remember things, that just don't seem right to me. So first thing we want to do here tonight is we gonna take a look at the stock market. Okay, we gonna get a little history on the stock market, and we just gonna get some little details about this stock market. And then I'm gonna come back on the other side, and I'm gonna just tell y'all what I think about it from an old Louisiana boy with a Louisiana education standpoint. So it don't mean my no hill of beans about what I think. But I just gonna get my standpoint from my observation on this stock market. But first, let's take a look at the stock market, and I'm gonna come back and talk with y'all on the other end while I sit here and I enjoy my good old Mary's Cuban coffee. Now let me tell y'all something right now. Now. Y'all ever get a chance, I think Mary's still open, you know, from a certain time, you know, doing this corona thing, because she's, she's an essential business, because she, she sells food, you know, it's a good, clean establishment. Y'all ever get a chance to go down to the, the shows, what they call it, the shows down in, 
in Ocala, Silver Spring Shores. They call it the Shores, somewhere down up in there. It's called Mary Cuba's Kitchen. Y'all stop in the Mary Cuba Kitchens, man. And let me tell you, when I go there, I always get me some good old Cuban coffee. And I get me one of those, those, uh, those, those uh, ham and those ham and Swiss uh, Cuban sandwiches. Man, I sure enjoy that thing. That as soon as I walk through there, they already know what I want. They get to making it. They get, they get to making it. They get to making my Cuban coffee. But look here, Mary's Cuban Kitchen, man. Y'all ever get a chance? She don't pay you no money for this thing. Because y'all everybody listen to my little pie talk anyway. Man, but y'all get y'all want some good old Cuban food. Y'all get down there to that Mary's Cuban Kitchen, man. If you don't get anything, get some of this good old Cuban coffee I'm sipping on right now. But look here. While I sip on this here, y'all take a listen to this here on the stock market. And then we're going to come back here and I'm going to give y'all my little opinion that don't mean no hill of beans about this stock market thing here. All right? I'm going to talk to y'all on the other side. All right, then. Stock market. A stock market, equity market, or share market is the aggregation of buyers and sellers, a loose network of economic transactions, not a physical facility or discrete entity, of stocks, also called shares, which represent ownership claims on businesses. These may include securities listed on a public stock exchange, as well as stock that is only traded privately, such as shares of private companies which are sold to investors through equity crowdfunding platforms. Investment in the stock market is most often done via stock brokerages and electronic trading platforms. Investment is usually made with an investment strategy in mind. Stocks can be categorized by the country where the company is domiciled. For example, Nestle and Novartis are domiciled in Switzerland and traded on the Six Swiss Exchange, so they may be considered as part of the Swiss stock market, although the stocks may also be traded on exchanges in other countries, for example, as American Depository Receipts, ADRs, on U.S. stock markets. Size of the Markets the total market capitalization of equity-backed securities worldwide rose from $2.5 trillion in 1980 to $68.65 trillion at the end of 2018. As of December 31, 2019, the total market capitalization of all stocks worldwide was approximately $70.75 trillion US dollars. As of 2016, there are 60 stock exchanges in the world. Of these, there are 16 exchanges with a market capitalization of $1 trillion or more, and they account for 87% of global market capitalization. Apart from the Australian Securities Exchange, these 16 exchanges are all in either North America, Europe, or Asia. By country, the largest stock market was the United States, about 34%, followed by Japan, about 6%, and the United Kingdom, about 6%. Stock Exchange a stock exchange is an exchange, or bourse, where stockbrokers and traders can buy and sell shares of stock, bonds, and other securities. Many large companies have their stocks listed on a stock exchange. This makes the stock more liquid and thus more attractive to many investors. The exchange may also act as a guarantor of settlement. Other stocks may be traded over the counter, OTC, that is, through a dealer. Some large companies will have their stock listed on more than one exchange in different countries, so as to attract international investors. Stock exchanges may also cover other types of securities, such as fixed interest securities, bonds, or, less frequently, derivatives which are more likely to be traded OTC. Trade in stock markets means the transfer, in exchange for money, of a stock or security from a seller to a buyer. This requires these two parties to agree on a price. Equities, stocks or shares, confer an ownership interest in a particular company. Participants in the stock market range from small individual stock investors to larger investors, who can be based anywhere in the world, 
and may include banks, insurance companies, pension funds, and hedge funds. Their buy or sell orders may be executed on their behalf by a stock exchange trader. Some exchanges are physical locations where transactions are carried out on a trading floor, by a method known as open outcry. This method is used in some stock exchanges and commodities exchanges, and involves traders shouting bid and offer prices. The other type of stock exchange has a network of computers where trades are made electronically. An example of such an exchange is the Nasdaq. A potential buyer bids a specific price for a stock, and a potential seller asks a specific price for the same stock. Buying or selling at the market means you will accept any ask price or bid price for the stock. When the bid and ask prices match, a sale takes place, on a first-come, first-served basis if there are multiple bidders at a given price. The purpose of a stock exchange is to facilitate the exchange of securities between buyers and sellers, thus providing a marketplace. The exchanges provide real-time trading information on the listed securities, facilitating price discovery. The New York Stock Exchange, NYSE, is a physical exchange, with a hybrid market for placing orders electronically from any location as well as on the trading floor. Orders executed on the trading floor enter by way of exchange members and flow down to a floor broker, who submits the order electronically to the floor trading post for the designated market maker, DMM, for that stock to trade the order. The DMM's job is to maintain a two-sided market, making orders to buy and sell the security when there are no other buyers or sellers. If a bid, ask spread exists, no trade immediately takes place, in this case the DMM may use their own resources, money or stock, to close the difference. Once a trade has been made, the details are reported on the tape and sent back to the brokerage firm, which then notifies the investor who placed the order. Computers play an important role, especially for program trading. The Nasdaq is an electronic exchange, where all of the trading is done over a computer network. The process is similar to the New York Stock Exchange. One or more Nasdaq market makers will always provide a bid and ask price at which they will always purchase or sell their stock. The Paris Bourse, now part of Euronext, is an order-driven, electronic stock exchange. It was automated in the late 1980s. Prior to the 1980s, it consisted of an open outcry exchange. Stockbrokers met on the trading floor of the Palais Brongni Art. In 1986, the CATS trading system was introduced, and the order matching system was fully automated. People trading stock will prefer to trade on the most popular exchange since this gives the largest number of potential counterparties, buyers for a seller, sellers for a buyer, and probably the best price. However, there have always been alternatives such as brokers trying to bring parties together to trade outside the exchange. Some third markets that were popular are Instanet, and later Island and Archipelago, the latter two have since been acquired by Nasdaq and NYSE, respectively. One advantage is that this avoids the commissions of the exchange. However, it also has problems such as adverse selection. Financial regulators have probed dark pools. Market participant. Market participants include individual retail investors, institutional investors, example pension funds, insurance companies, mutual funds, index funds, exchange-traded funds, hedge funds, investor groups, banks, and various other financial institutions, and also publicly traded corporations trading in their own shares. Robo-advisors, which automate investment for individuals are also major participants. Indirect versus direct investment. Indirect investment involves owning shares indirectly, such as via a mutual fund or exchange-traded fund. Direct investment involves direct ownership of shares. 
direct ownership of stock by individuals rose slightly from 17.8% in 1992 to 17.9% in 2007, with the median value of these holdings rising from $14,778 to $17,000. Indirect participation in the form of retirement accounts rose from 39.3% in 1992 to 52.6% in 2007, with the median value of these accounts more than doubling from $22,000 to $45,000 in that time. Ritvist, Spiesman, and Strabuleyev attribute the differential growth in direct and indirect holdings to differences in the way each are taxed in the United States. Investments in pension funds and 401ks, the two most common vehicles of indirect participation, are taxed only when funds are withdrawn from the accounts. Conversely, the money used to directly purchase stock is subject to taxation as are any dividends or capital gains they generate for the holder. In this way the current tax code incentivizes individuals to invest indirectly. Participation by income and wealth strata. Rates of participation and the value of holdings differ significantly across strata of income. In the bottom quintile of income, 5.5% of households directly own stock and 10.7% hold stocks indirectly in the form of retirement accounts. The top decile of income has a direct participation rate of 47.5% and an indirect participation rate in the form of retirement accounts of 89.6%. The median value of directly owned stock in the bottom quintile of income is $4,000 and is $78,600 in the top decile of income as of 2007. The median value of indirectly held stock in the form of retirement accounts for the same two groups in the same year is $6,300 and $214,800 respectively. Since the Great Recession of 2008, households in the bottom half of the income distribution have lessened their participation rate both directly and indirectly from 53.2% in 2007 to 48.8% in 2013, while over the same time period households in the top decile of the income distribution slightly increased participation 91.7% to 92.1%.17 The mean value of direct and indirect holdings at the bottom half of the income distribution moved slightly downward from $53,800 in 2007 to $53,600 in 2013. In the top decile, mean value of all holdings fell from $982,000 to $969,300 in the same time. The mean value of all stock holdings across the entire income distribution is valued at $269,900 as of 2013. Participation by race and gender. The racial composition of stock market ownership shows households headed by whites are nearly four and six times as likely to directly own stocks than households headed by blacks and Hispanics respectively. As of 2011 the national rate of direct participation was 19.6%, for white households the participation rate was 24.5%, for black households it was 6.4% and for Hispanic households it was 4.3%. Indirect participation in the form of 401k ownership shows a similar pattern with a national participation rate of 42.1%, a rate of 46.4% for white households, 31.7% for black households, and 25.8% for Hispanic households. Households headed by married couples participated at rates above the national averages with 25.6% participating directly and 53.4% participating indirectly through a retirement account. 14.7% of households headed by men participated in the market directly and 33.4% owned stock through a retirement account. 12.6% of female-headed households directly owned stock and 28.7% owned stock indirectly. 
Determinants and Possible Explanations of Stock Market Participation In a 2003 paper by Vissing Jorgensen attempts to explain disproportionate rates of participation along wealth and income groups as a function of fixed costs associated with investing. Her research concludes that a fixed cost of $200 per year is sufficient to explain why nearly half of all U.S. households do not participate in the market. Participation rates have been shown to strongly correlate with education levels, promoting the hypothesis that information and transaction costs of market participation are better absorbed by more educated households. Behavioral economists Harrison Hong, Jeffrey Kubik, and Jeremy Stein suggest that sociability and participation rates of communities have a statistically significant impact on an individual's decision to participate in the market. Their research indicates that social individuals living in states with higher-than-average participation rates are 5% more likely to participate than individuals that do not share those characteristics. This phenomenon also explained in cost terms. Knowledge of market functioning diffuses through communities and consequently lowers transaction costs associated with investing. Early History In 12th century France, the Corridiers de Change were concerned with managing and regulating the debts of agricultural communities on behalf of the banks. Because these men also traded with debts, they could be called the first brokers. A common misbelief is that, in late 13th century Bruges, commodity traders gathered inside the house of a man called van der Beurs, and in 1409 they became the Bruxbures, institutionalizing what had been, until then, an informal meeting, but actually, the family van der Beurs had a building in Antwerp where those gatherings occurred. The van der Beurs had Antwerp, as most of the merchants of that period, as their primary place for trading. The idea quickly spread around Flanders and neighboring countries and Beurzen soon opened in Ghent and Rotterdam. In the middle of the 13th century, Venetian bankers began to trade in government securities. In 1351 the Venetian government outlawed spreading rumors intended to lower the price of government funds. Bankers in Pisa, Verona, Genoa, and Florence also began trading in government securities during the 14th century. This was only possible because these were independent city-states not ruled by a duke but a council of influential citizens. Italian companies were also the first to issue shares. Companies in England and the Low Countries followed in the 16th century. Around this time, a joint stock company one whose stock is owned jointly by the shareholders emerged and became important for colonization of what Europeans called the New World. The stock market the daytime adventure serial of the well-to-do would not be the stock market if it did not have its ups and downs and it has many other distinctive characteristics. Apart from the economic advantages and disadvantages of stock exchanges the advantage that they provide a free flow of capital to finance industrial expansion, for instance, and the disadvantage that they provide an all-too-convenient way for the unlucky, the imprudent, and the gullible to lose their money their development has created a whole pattern of social behavior, complete with customs, language, and predictable responses to given events. What is truly extraordinary is the speed with which this pattern emerged full-blown following the establishment, in 1611, of the world's first important stock exchange a roofless courtyard in Amsterdam and the degree to which it persists, with variations, it is true, on the New York Stock Exchange in the 1960s. Present-day stock trading in the United States a bewilderingly vast enterprise, involving millions of miles of private telegraph wires, computers that can read and copy the Manhattan Telephone Directory in three minutes, and over 20 million stockholder participants would seem to be a far cry from a handful of 17th-century Dutchmen haggling in the rain. But the field marks are much the same. The first stock exchange was, inadvertently, a laboratory in which new human reactions were revealed. By the same token, the New York Stock Exchange is also a sociological test tube, forever contributing to the human species' self-understanding.
The behavior of the pioneering Dutch stock traders is ably documented in a book entitled Confusion of Confusions, written by a plunger on the Amsterdam market named Joseph de la Vega, originally published in 1688. John Brooks, in Business Adventures, 1968. Business ventures with multiple shareholders became popular with Comenda contracts in medieval Italy, Grief 2006, 286, and Malmendier, 2009, provides evidence that shareholder companies date back to ancient Rome. Yet the title of the world's first stock market deservedly goes to that of 17th century Amsterdam, where an active secondary market in company shares emerged. The two major companies were the Dutch East India Company and the Dutch West India Company, founded in 1602 and 1621. Other companies existed, but they were not as large and constituted a small portion of the stock market. Edward P. Stringham and Nicholas A. Q. Rott, in the Oxford Handbook of Austrian Economics, 2015. In the 17th and 18th centuries, the Dutch pioneered several financial innovations that helped lay the foundations of the modern financial system. While the Italian city-states produced the first transferable government bonds, they did not develop the other ingredient necessary to produce a fully-fledged capital market, the stock market. In the early 1600s the Dutch East India Company, VOC, became the first company in history to issue bonds and shares of stock to the general public. As Edward Stringham, 2015, notes, companies with transferable shares date back to classical Rome, but these were usually not enduring endeavors and no considerable secondary market existed, Neil, 1997, p61. The Dutch East India Company, founded in the year of 1602, was also the first joint stock company to get a fixed capital stock and as a result, continuous trade in company stock occurred on the Amsterdam Exchange. Soon thereafter, a lively trade in various derivatives, among which options and repos, emerged on the Amsterdam market. Dutch traders also pioneered short selling, a practice which was banned by the Dutch authorities as early as 1610. Amsterdam-based businessman Joseph de la Vega's Confusion de Confusions, 1688, was the earliest known book about stock trading and first book on the inner workings of the stock market, including the stock exchange. There are now stock markets in virtually every developed and most developing economies, with the world's largest markets being in the United States, United Kingdom, Japan, India, China, Canada, Germany, Frankfurt Stock Exchange, France, South Korea, and the Netherlands. Importance. Even in the days before perestroika, socialism was never a monolith. Within the communist countries, the spectrum of socialism ranged from the quasi-market, quasi-syndicalist system of Yugoslavia to the centralized totalitarianism of neighboring Albania. One time I asked Professor von Mises, the great expert on the economics of socialism, at what point on this spectrum of statism would he designate a country as socialist or not? At that time, I wasn't sure that any definite criterion existed to make that sort of clear-cut judgment. And so I was pleasantly surprised at the clarity and decisiveness of Mises's answer. A stock market, he answered promptly. A stock market is crucial to the existence of capitalism and private property. For it means that there is a functioning market in the exchange of private titles to the means of production. There can be no genuine private ownership of capital without a stock market, there can be no true socialism if such a market is allowed to exist. Murray Rothbard, in Making Economic Sense, 2006. Function and Purpose The stock market is one of the most important ways for companies to raise money, along with debt markets which are generally more imposing but do not trade publicly. This allows businesses to be publicly traded, 
and raise additional financial capital for expansion by selling shares of ownership of the company in a public market. The liquidity that an exchange affords the investors enables their holders to quickly and easily sell securities. This is an attractive feature of investing in stocks, compared to other less liquid investments such as property and other immovable assets. History has shown that the price of stocks and other assets is an important part of the dynamics of economic activity, and can influence or be an indicator of social mood. An economy where the stock market is on the rise is considered to be an up-and-coming economy. The stock market is often considered the primary indicator of a country's economic strength and development. Rising share prices, for instance, tend to be associated with increased business investment and vice versa. Share prices also affect the wealth of households and their consumption. Therefore, central banks tend to keep an eye on the control and behavior of the stock market and, in general, on the smooth operation of financial system functions. Financial stability is the raison d'etre of central banks. Exchanges also act as the clearinghouse for each transaction, meaning that they collect and deliver the shares, and guarantee payment to the seller of a security. This eliminates the risk to an individual buyer or seller that the counterparty could default on the transaction. The smooth functioning of all these activities facilitates economic growth in that lower costs and enterprise risks promote the production of goods and services as well as possibly employment. In this way the financial system is assumed to contribute to increased prosperity, although some controversy exists as to whether the optimal financial system is bank-based or market-based. Recent events such as the global financial crisis have prompted a heightened degree of scrutiny of the impact of the structure of stock markets, called market microstructure, in particular to the stability of the financial system and the transmission of systemic risk. Relation to the modern financial system A transformation is the move to electronic trading to replace human trading of listed securities. Behavior of stock prices The efficient market hypothesis, IMH, is a hypothesis in financial economics that states that asset prices reflect all available information at the current time. The hard efficient market hypothesis does not explain the cause of events such as the crash in 1987, when the Dow Jones Industrial Average plummeted 22.6% the largest ever one-day fall in the United States. This event demonstrated that share prices can fall dramatically even though no generally agreed upon definite cause has been found, a thorough search failed to detect any reasonable development that might have accounted for the crash. Note that such events are predicted to occur strictly by randomness, although very rarely. It seems also to be true more generally that many price movements, beyond those which are predicted to occur randomly, are not occasioned by new information. A study of the 50 largest one-day share price movements in the United States in the post-war period seems to confirm this. A soft IM has emerged which does not require that prices remain at or near equilibrium, but only that market participants cannot systematically profit from any momentary market anomaly. Moreover, while IM predicts that all price movement, in the absence of change in fundamental information, is random, i.e. non-trending, many studies have shown a marked tendency for the stock market to trend over time periods of weeks or longer. Various explanations for such large and apparently non-random price movements have been promulgated. For instance, some research has shown that changes in estimated risk, and the use of certain strategies, such as stop-loss limits and value-at-risk limits, theoretically could cause financial markets to overreact. But the best explanation seems to be that the distribution of stock market prices is non-Gaussian, in which case IM, in any of its current forms, would not be strictly applicable. Other research has shown that psychological factors may result in exaggerated, statistically anomalous, stock price movements, contrary to IM which assumes such behaviors cancel out. 
psychological research has demonstrated that people are predisposed to seeing patterns, and often will perceive a pattern in what is, in fact, just noise, e.g. seeing familiar shapes in clouds or ink blots. In the present context this means that a succession of good news items about a company may lead investors to overreact positively, driving the price up. A period of good returns also boosts the investor's self-confidence, reducing their, psychological, risk threshold. Another phenomenon also from psychology that works against an objective assessment is group thinking. As social animals, it is not easy to stick to an opinion that differs markedly from that of a majority of the group. An example with which one may be familiar is the reluctance to enter a restaurant that is empty, people generally prefer to have their opinion validated by those of others in the group. In one paper the authors draw an analogy with gambling. In normal times the market behaves like a game of roulette, the probabilities are known and largely independent of the investment decisions of the different players. In times of market stress, however, the game becomes more like poker, hurting behavior takes over. The players now must give heavy weight to the psychology of other investors and how they are likely to react psychologically. In the period running up to the 1987 crash, less than 1% of the analysts' recommendations had been to sell, and even during the 2000-2002 bear market, the average did not rise above 5%. In the run-up to 2000, the media amplified the general euphoria, with reports of rapidly rising share prices and the notion that large sums of money could be quickly earned in the so-called new economy stock market. Stock markets play an essential role in growing industries that ultimately affect the economy through transferring available funds from units that have excess funds, savings, to those who are suffering from funds deficit, borrowings, Patty and Nayuk, 2012. In other words, capital markets facilitate funds movement between the above-mentioned units. This process leads to the enhancement of available financial resources which in turn affects the economic growth positively. Moreover, both economic and financial theories argue that stock prices are affected by macroeconomic trends. Many different academic researchers have stated that companies with low P-slash-E ratios and smaller-sized companies have a tendency to outperform the market. Research has shown that mid-sized companies outperform large-cap companies, and smaller companies have higher returns historically. Irrational Behavior Sometimes, the market seems to react irrationally to economic or financial news, even if that news is likely to have no real effect on the fundamental value of securities itself. However, this market behavior may be more apparent than real, since often such news was anticipated, and a counter-reaction may occur if the news is better, or worse, than expected. Therefore, the stock market may be swayed in either direction by press releases, rumors, euphoria and mass panic. Over the short term, stocks and other securities can be battered or buoyed by any number of fast market-changing events, making the stock market behavior difficult to predict. Emotions can drive prices up and down, people are generally not as rational as they think, and the reasons for buying and selling are generally accepted. Behaviorists argue that investors often behave irrationally when making investment decisions thereby incorrectly pricing securities, which causes market inefficiencies, which, in turn, are opportunities to make money. However, the whole notion of IM is that these non-rational reactions to information cancel out, leaving the prices of stocks rationally determined. The Dow Jones Industrial Average biggest gain in one day was 936.42 points or 11%. Crashes a stock market crash is often defined as a sharp dip in share prices of stocks listed on the stock exchanges. In parallel with various economic factors, a reason for stock market crashes is also due to panic and investing public's loss of confidence. Often, 
stock market crashes and speculative economic bubbles. There have been famous stock market crashes that have ended in the loss of billions of dollars and wealth destruction on a massive scale. An increasing number of people are involved in the stock market, especially since the social security and retirement plans are being increasingly privatized and linked to stocks and bonds and other elements of the market. There have been a number of famous stock market crashes like the Wall Street crash of 1929, the stock market crash of 1973-4, the Black Monday of 1987, the dot-com bubble of 2000, and the stock market crash of 2008. 1929 One of the most famous stock market crashes started October 24, 1929, on Black Thursday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 50% during the stock market crash. It was the beginning of the Great Depression. 1987 Another famous crash took place on October 19, 1987, Black Monday. The crash began in Hong Kong and quickly spread around the world. By the end of October, stock markets in Hong Kong had fallen 45.5%, Australia 41.8%, Spain 31%, the United Kingdom 26.4%, the United States 22.68%, and Canada 22.5%. Black Monday itself was the largest one-day percentage decline in stock market history, the Dow Jones fell by 22.6% in a day. The names Black Monday and Black Tuesday are also used for October 28 to 29, 1929, which followed Terrible Thursday, the starting day of the stock market crash in 1929. The crash in 1987 raised some puzzles. Main news and events did not predict the catastrophe and visible reasons for the collapse were not identified. This event raised questions about many important assumptions of modern economics, namely, the theory of rational human conduct the theory of market equilibrium and the efficient market hypothesis. For some time after the crash, trading in stock exchanges worldwide was halted, since the exchange computers did not perform well owing to enormous quantity of trades being received at one time. This halt in trading allowed the Federal Reserve System and central banks of other countries to take measures to control the spreading of worldwide financial crisis. In the United States the SEC introduced several new measures of control into the stock market in an attempt to prevent a reoccurrence of the events of Black Monday. Circuit Breakers Since the early 1990s, many of the largest exchanges have adopted electronic matching engines to bring together buyers and sellers, replacing the open outcry system. Electronic trading now accounts for the majority of trading in many developed countries. Computer systems were upgraded in the stock exchanges to handle larger trading volumes in a more accurate and controlled manner. The SEC modified the margin requirements in an attempt to lower the volatility of common stocks, stock options, and the futures market. The New York Stock Exchange and the Chicago Mercantile Exchange introduced the concept of a circuit breaker. The circuit breaker halts trading if the Dow declines a prescribed number of points for a prescribed amount of time. In February 2012, the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada, IROC, introduced single stock circuit breakers. Stock Market Index The movements of the prices in global, regional, or local markets are captured in price indices called stock market indices, of which there are many, e.g. the S&P, the FTSE, and the Euronext indices. Such indices are usually market capitalization weighted, with the weights reflecting the contribution of the stock to the index. The constituents of the index are reviewed frequently to include slash exclude stocks in order to reflect the changing business environment. Derivative Instruments Financial innovation has brought many new financial instruments whose payoffs or values depend on the prices of stocks. Some examples are exchange-traded funds, 
ETFs, stock index and stock options, equity swaps, single stock futures, and stock index futures. These last two may be traded on futures exchanges, which are distinct from stock exchanges their history traces back to commodity futures exchanges, or traded over the counter. As all of these products are only derived from stocks, they are sometimes considered to be traded in a hypothetical derivatives market rather than the hypothetical stock market. Leveraged strategies. Stock that a trader does not actually own may be traded using short selling, margin buying may be used to purchase stock with borrowed funds, or derivatives may be used to control large blocks of stocks for a much smaller amount of money than would be required by outright purchase or sales. Short selling. In short selling, the trader borrows stock, usually from his brokerage which holds its client's shares or its own shares on account to lend to short sellers, then sells it on the market, betting that the price will fall. The trader eventually buys back the stock, making money if the price fell in the meantime and losing money if it rose. Exiting a short position by buying back the stock is called covering. This strategy may also be used by unscrupulous traders in illiquid or thinly traded markets to artificially lower the price of a stock. Hence most markets either prevent short selling or place restrictions on when and how a short sale can occur. The practice of naked shorting is illegal in most, but not all, stock markets. Margin buying. In margin buying, the trader borrows money, at interest, to buy a stock and hopes for it to rise. Most industrialized countries have regulations that require that if the borrowing is based on collateral from other stocks the trader owns outright, it can be a maximum of a certain percentage of those other stocks' value. In the United States, the margin requirements have been 50% for many years, that is, if you want to make a $1,000 investment, you need to put up $500, and there is often a maintenance margin below the $500. A margin call is made if the total value of the investor's account cannot support the loss of the trade. Upon a decline in the value of the margin securities additional funds may be required to maintain the account's equity, and with or without notice the margin security or any others within the account may be sold by the brokerage to protect its loan position. The investor is responsible for any shortfall following such forced sales. Regulation of margin requirements, by the Federal Reserve, was implemented after the crash of 1929. Before that, speculators typically only needed to put up as little as 10%, or even less, of the total investment represented by the stocks purchased. Other rules may include the prohibition of free riding, putting in an order to buy stocks without paying initially, there is normally a three-day grace period for delivery of the stock, but then selling them, before the three days are up, and using part of the proceeds to make the original payment, assuming that the value of the stocks has not declined in the interim. New Issuance Investment Strategies Many strategies can be classified as either fundamental analysis or technical analysis. Fundamental analysis refers to analyzing companies by their financial statements found in SEC filings, business trends, and general economic conditions. Technical analysis studies price actions in markets through the use of charts and quantitative techniques to attempt to forecast price trends based on historical performance, regardless of the company's financial prospects. One example of a technical strategy is the trend-following method, used by John W. Henry and Ed C. Cota, which uses price patterns and is also rooted in risk management and diversification. Additionally, many choose to invest via passive index funds. In this method, one holds a portfolio of the entire stock market or some segment of the stock market, such as the S&P 500 index or Wilshire 5000. The principal aim of this strategy is to maximize diversification, minimize taxes from realizing gains, 
and ride the general trend of the stock market to rise. Responsible investment emphasizes and requires a long-term horizon on the basis of fundamental analysis only, avoiding hazards in the expected return of the investment. Socially responsible investing is another investment preference. Taxation. Taxation is a consideration of all investment strategies, profit from owning stocks, including dividends received, is subject to different tax rates depending on the type of security and the holding period. Most profit from stock investing is taxed via a capital gains tax. In many countries, the corporations pay taxes to the government and the shareholders once again pay taxes when they profit from owning the stock, known as double taxation. All right there, what y'all think about that? The stock market. Let me tell you something. This stock market thing here is a very intriguing thing. Because like that back then went to 2008, like I say, we ain't never experienced no, no, no stock market crash, no real stock market crash or no bear market, you know, in these days and times, the thing just been so good. But see, we all kind of thinking about this stock market thing is we watch that stock market ticket uh, ticker, right? And we think how when the stock market dropped and the stock market five, uh, drops, we just somehow tied this stock market thing to the way that our economy is going. But see, now I'm gonna give you to my little my, my little Louisiana education standpoint. What I think about this little stock market thing here, how I see the stock market thing here. You, you see, if y'all go back and listen to my my little spot, my little pie talk on speculators and hedge funders. This is how we got into this stock market mess. See, it ain't nothing but a big mess, and it's just a big illusion. That's why I named my podcast, my pie talk here, removing the illusion. This stock market thing here is an illusion that we bought into. There's like a whole bunch of illusions that we buy into to buy all this stuff that these people make. Okay? What happens is, see, a long time ago when people started businesses, right? People started businesses, they put people to work to make their products that, 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 uh, that they may have invented and came up with, right? They put people to work, right? And people in their local area start buying their stuff, right? Then some fella comes along, right? He say, well, look, there's some people in this other city over here Right, they want to buy some of your stuff, right? So the people say, so the people say, well, look here, you can maximize your profit by selling your stuff outside your local area. And so the farmer or the inventor say, he say, well, I got the little small shop here, and I got enough folks here, and we we make enough of these little things here to satisfy our little people in our little community. But you was telling me is that some folks across where I don't even I ain't never heard of, they want to buy some of my stuff, right? So the guy say, yeah. He said, okay, well, you know, I'm all for making a little money, and then if I can put my people to work for a little bit more, then that's okay. I make it hire some more local people, you know, hire some more local people to make some more stuff, right? So this smart fella who don't know nothing about no inventing or running no business or nothing like that, only thing he know is money, and he was a good talker. He goes to another city and say, look, man, that dude over there, man, that guy got some good widgets, right? You need to buy some of them things there, Okay. Buy some of the things there, and you sell them, you're going to make some money because you can sell them pretty cheap. Because, see, he's an old country boy. He's dumb anyway. He's old country boy. He don't know nothing about financing. So you can give him, uh, but it depends on if you buy bulk enough, you can give him a little dollar figure, and you can bring your stuff back over here to the big city and sell his little widget gadgets for so much money, right? So now the, the little fella, you know, the little fella who had that little small business that he was content, had his family-owned business, that he, that he would legacy generation to generation normally lead that company to. Now his company is getting bigger. Right? Now his, his, his company is big, getting bigger. And now they're making this money because they're not selling 
stuff just in their little community anymore. They selling stuff in these little big cities and now these other cities. Because see, that guy who came in talking about maximizing income, he got some connection. He's a good talker. So he's in these other places, right? Getting getting this little widget stuff in 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 the in in these markets. So now the guy making he and the little small guy, he making all that money, right? He making all that money, his business is growing. He's starting to hire some more little family members. You know, then he's starting to hire some family member friends. Now his little company, his little business, his business is booming. He's saying, man, this is a good thing. That fella from New York or, or, or Stockton or somewhere like that, that guy came here, man, and now he's making us a whole heap of money, right? But see, that old guy got a plan. You see, when somebody don't help you for free, that old guy got a plan. See, he got a plan. He ain't helping you maximize your income because it's helping you. He's doing it because he's got a plan. So now your company making all that big money, right? So now he comes in, he tells you, say, look, man, I got some folks, I got some folks, right, who want to invest in your business because your business got big because we did good together. In it. I done made you some money. I done maximize your income. But see, I can make you make some, make some more money now. You keep your little money in your pocket, right? You keep your money in your pocket. And these little friends of mine say they're going to invest in your company, right? But you got to set up a board. And the old farmer guy said, what the heck is a board? He said, you know, like a board, a board of members. The little farmer guy said, wait a minute now. I, I started this company from the ground. It's just me, my wife, and my kid folks. We, we have, you know, we own this business just flat out rightly. But a smart guy say, well, he say, look here, man. Look, now I done made you all this money. I didn't help put your stuff in all these stores across the country, maximizing your money and your profit. And I can make more money for you if you just, if you, if you just keep your money in your pocket. And you set this board up, right? You set this board member board up. You can even keep, you know, 51%, right? But you set all these other people up in your in, in, in your company, right? This how we do it. And they're gonna put money into your company, right? They're gonna put money in your company, right? And they're gonna maximize your profit. And you'll keep selling your stuff forever, forever, ever, right? So you say, okay. Thinking about Cuban coffee here. So you say, okay, that old farmer guy say, or, or, or that old manufacturing guy say, okay. He sets up this board with some four people he don't even know. He don't even know these people. He ain't probably even seen their faces. They put money in the company, they set this board up. But he still got 51%, so he say, I still have control of the interest because I got 51% of the board, right? So here it is, right? Come over, come over time, right? Come over time, hard times hit, right? Or no, they making good money. They making money good, right? But see, but the boy got a plan now. They say well, we're making all this money off this company, right? We've we've we we've got this company in the profitability in the area to where we can sell this company to another company and we can make X amount of millions of dollars. But we can't do it because that fellas that got fifty one percent interest and we got forty nine percent interest. So we can't overrule the family with that fifty one percent. But see, I'm going to tell y'all something. Within every family, there's always some lazy, no good, no count filler, a gal who don't want to do nothing, don't want to work for nothing. So that boy come in and offer that one little no good filler gal enough money to sway the votes, right? The boy don't know they side because they go that little no good filler, right? There's always a weak, a weak leak in every chain, right? With a little weak leak there say, look, look, man. It's a company over there that want to give your daddy X amount of dollars about his company. 
Now, I know when your daddy passed away, your mom passed away, you don't want to do this kind of work because you've been doing it all your life, right? You don't, you know the kids. Kids don't want to do, do nothing but smoke weed, smoke dope, and just do a whole lot of nothing with the young. Especially the kids that used to work hard, used to hard work. If they got an opportunity to get older and nobody making them work, they're going to take the easy money. That's just how it is. I've seen this thing back there down there on the farm. Right, we got farm land down in Louisiana that I can have cousins with with they with me had their ducktail. They worked on them farms, right? And when the old folks passed away, they left them farms, left that good land to move like the New Orleans and them big cities to get on welfare, general system, and them low income jobs. And today, my brother said that farmland still down there, overgrown. The only thing about down there now is snakes and baboons and raccoons. I'm telling y'all. So these people come to this they did they, they, they one league and they they tell him they say, look, man, you got we got this company over here, gonna give your family X amount of dollars for this company. And it's gonna be so much money. Be so much money where you ain't gotta work a day in your life. You can just sit around, smoke weed, and play Nintendo all day. Or Mad One, whatever them games these key people be playing, right? So <laughs> they have all them games back then. I'm just saying, I'm giving y'all a little analogy, right? So the so young fella, young young lady, young lazy fella, the weak chain in the family link who want to get high, he say, okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm vote y'all when they come to vote. So now the forty nine percent, right? They get that sway vote, right? Of that family member that who lazy, they take over the company. Once they take over the company, right? They get rid of the daddy and the mama, right? They get rid of the daddy and mama. They take over the company, and then they sell the company. To some other company, and they make all the money, and the company shut down because because they say, well, look, for the new company coming in, y'all know they y'all know the profit margin on the stuff that we making, right? So what y'all do is y'all come in, y'all come in, right? We gonna sell y'all this company, but you can mix it, you can maximize it even more. Product thing, if you go get your stuff made in China, now if you get stuff made in China, it may it may have the coronavirus in it, or it may have lead in it, but you gonna get it made at a cheaper price. <laughs> Right, so so the, the new company comes in and buys the company, shut the factory down, move the company over to China, right? So we can bring Corona back over here to, to America. Move the company to China, shut the whole shut, shut the whole company down, put people out of work, everybody. And the little family member who got the money for the little sway boat, they ain't got no money now because they gave all their money to the to the Mexican cartel buying dope <laughs> or myth. <laughs> what the what the make me look good. But that's how the stock market works. Now, here's the other flip to the stock market. The stock market also works like a Ponzi scheme also. See, it works like a Ponzi scheme also, right? People put money, you get your money, right? Like a long, like long time ago with these companies, right? Long time ago when things was fair, people, companies gave a darn about their folks, right? Long time, these companies had pension plans, right? They had these pension plans. Right, you they you you put so much. The company didn't have to match what's in your pension plan. You know, at least if they want to, they can. But you put money to that pension plan, and over the course of thirty years or thirty three years or whatever, your money mature, and you have X amount of dollars in that pension plan to retire on. Right, right, yeah, X amount of dollars. Because at that time, the companies didn't have to play the stock market. Cause the stock market wasn't no thing then. But company can can take can take that money. And put that money in the bank because back then bank was banks was giving more interest on the money. So a company can stack up money to put money to a pension plan, put a pension plan into a bank and make money off the interest. But see, banks don't give interest no more; zero percent interest now. But back then, the banks were giving interest, right? So then somebody got smart along the way and say, "Look at here, man. 
these people got all this money in these in these picture plans. You know, like they, I don't know, just just something they tell me about, like Jimmy Hoffa. You know, and they were taking them people. You know, the people, the, the people picture plans. And I only say Jimmy Hoffa's name. I don't know. I don't like change, change, saying names. I only say his name because he did. Okay, but they take money out them pension plans, right? And they and they and, and they was loaning that money out to whoever at an interest rate, right? The bank gave so much interest, but then so much so much money incurs in those pension plans, and those unions and people like that they take money out the pension plans, right? Loaning it out for whatever reason, making making money off of it. Putting the money back, but making money off of it, right? Now, some smart fella came along when the stock market started getting big. They looked at them pictures, right? They say, "Well, look, these folks saving too much money." Like I tell y'all, go back and listen to my podcast on money, right? These people saving too much money. We can't have these people just saving money, paying them interest rate. So banks get rid of them interest rates, right? Get rid of them interest rates, and we'll force these people into what we call a four hundred one k. Where we they take their money out of out of out of, out of them savings accounts and they put this put put this money on the speculative market. Cause the stock market is just a speculative market. Speculative means nobody don't know how it's gonna go. I don't spec I don't expect nothing to happen. <laughs> speculative. So I don't expect nothing to happen. It's a speculative market. It's an illusion, it's a monetary market. It goes up, it goes down by somebody else's say so. That's all it is. It goes off by somebody else predicted. Some smart fellas, y'all see the movie Trading Places with uh, Eddie Murphy? Look at that movie Trading Places. That's how it go. People sit around and gamble and bet and make decisions and how it goes up or it goes. This worth that or that worth none. But them people took them pitches, right? They forced people and companies into them. Not people. They forced the, the companies into those, into a spectrum like, like, the, like, like the stock market 401k. So people took their money out of four, the companies took their money out of 401ks and the government helped. You know, some politicians got paid uh, a boatload, boatload of money by these money people in the stock market to force companies to go into these 401ks. And it also enticed these companies to go into these 401ks too. Because the companies, what the company can do is, the company can say, well look, this is a 401k play. You put, you put this amount of money in and we'll match. Because what the company gonna match it because the company gonna take that match amount. Say you put in five dollars, company put in five dollars, ten dollars. Company gonna take that ten dollars. They gonna put that company put that ten dollars into the stock market, right? A speculative market, right? But everybody got insides, right? So when that market goes up, they making money off your old four hundred one k. You see what I'm saying? They making money off your four hundred one k. While you sitting at home, right? You think you gonna have X amount of dollars when you retire? Right, but your money is put into a speculative market, not by your choice, and you don't control what parts of your money goes to what investment. No, because it's in a four hundred one k. It's managed by Fidelity or somebody like that. You know, uh, whatever them little things is, them little stock market people, them rich people, they manage them four hundred one k's, right? So the company making money off them four hundred one k's. They're not giving you a four hundred one k because it's to your it's to your benefit. That's like now the stock market is going down. That's why the company told that fella, say, look here, man, we're not going to match the 401ks now, right? We're not going to match. You can leave your little $5 in, right? But we ain't going to put $5 in because that thing ain't going down. So now all the money you put into this 401k all these years, you losing money. If your money was still in the pension, it would be safe, right? Because even if, because even if at the time when your money was in that pension, if the banks was giving twelve, uh, 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 five percent interest on your money, right? 
if the economy dropped, the, the bank's going to say, well, look, we're only going to give you 0.01% interest on your money. You're still making money, or the bank going to say, we're going to give you 0% interest on your money. Whatever you incurred in earnings at that time, it's going to stay flat. If you got over 20 years working for a company, if you got $130,000 in, in, in your pension plan, you got $130,000 in your interest plan. You may not be getting no 5% interest on it. You may be getting zero, but you're not losing. In the stock market, you may, over 20 years, you may have $130,000 in there, but when the stock market crashed and you don't control people take your money in and out, you're going to lose money. You're going to lose money. But, 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 but the company going to take their matching money out while you still lose. See, they ain't losing no more. You see, they didn't move their money, but see, they ain't move your money. Tell you how the stock market thing work. See, it ain't nothing but a big scam. You see, that's why you got companies, you got companies that get out of the stock market. Right? I know like Ford. Ford not Ford, Ford is off the stock market now. You see, Ford don't need your money. Ford got enough money. They don't need to play that game. You see, when the market crashed, Ford, Ford profits don't crash when the market crash. You see, Ford is big enough now to Ford can be a loaning entity of itself. Ford made enough money where it can loan, it can loan people money to buy their cars at an interest rate. Ford Credit Union can, can finance people homes at an interest rate so they can make money. They their own entity now they are so big. They got off the stock market. They ain't got to play that game no more. You got other big companies. I think Apple. I think Apple got off the stock market. You don't need to play that game because there's a big game. There's a big Ponzi scheme that only little people on Wall Street make money and they fill the pockets of our politicians who don't give a damn about you. Our politicians, right, fill their pockets with money to make these laws to keep that old stock market fraudulent thing going. But smart, 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 I'm going to tell y'all something now. I don't mean I don't like bad mouth people, but the stock market is just a full of, full of dope heads. Dope heads and pedophiles. That's all the stock market filled with. Smart, intelligent people who knows how to push numbers around. They don't have, they don't have no skills at all. No skills. The only skill they got is, is numbers and, 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 and good personalities to convince you to take money out your pocket. They just like preachers. Just like preachers. Them people on the stock market. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. Y'all be y'all better learn how to stock. You don't need this stock market thing. You know, you got people down there in Louisiana right now, some of these southern places, never put their money on the stock market and riches and I don't know what. Right? When the stock market crashes or whatever goes on, it doesn't affect them. When the stock market crashes, it doesn't affect Ford. It doesn't affect Apple. It don't affect them. They can cause they can sustain. They don't play that game. And, you, and, and, and if you young people out there, when you starting off right now and you got a good job, don't put your money. Take all your money. Don't go, don't, don't opt in for no 401k. Don't opt in for that stuff. Take your money. You might as well just put your money in the bank in a savings account at 0% interest and let it incur over 30 years. You have more money than you can put into a speculative market that goes up and down by, by, by somebody who's storing cocaine in the, in the back room with some little boy or little gal. Huh? Y'all know people on Wall Street. Poor people don't buy, but poor people don't ain't buying all the cocaine in this country. Come on now. Here's my little Cuban coffee here. That stock market man, don't don't play that game. If I was if I was starting out, if I was start matter of fact, when I first started out working, I didn't want no 401k. I didn't want no 401k. I, I, ooh, I ain't gonna get myself in trouble. I made good money. 
I didn't get a 401k until I found out my company uh, 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 eight years ago put me in a 401k. I ain't know. If you save up money, if you got a decent job over a period of 30 years, don't put your money in the stock market, young man. Save your money. You, you blow your money when you go out here and you, you try to buy all these fancy things and you, and you get a family at a young age and get these kids. Now you losing money. But don't, don't buy this thing. If you got anything for you young girls, not just for you. As a matter of fact, I know, I know this little young girl. This young girl made good money. She said she ain't getting married. She ain't getting married no kids. This girl got a brand new car, got a brand new house. You know, she travels. She lives life good. She ain't interested in all this old crazy stuff. Now, she do what she do, I guess, when she do it, but it's the same. She just like a feather. When she, when she need a tune-up, she get a tune-up. Y'all know what I mean by tune-up, right? She get a tune-up. But she don't have that overhead. Not just like me, I ain't got that overhead. When I, when I need my pipes clean, I get my pipes clean. Y'all know what I mean by that, right? I come home. But what I'm saying is that if you young fella, you young people today, don't put your money in that stock market crap. Take your money and save your money, even if you get getting 0% interest. Right now, the crazy thing about this thing here is, if you got some money, right, you can't you 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 can't loan your money to nobody else. Say if you got twenty thousand dollars in the bank, you can't loan your money to somebody, right, and act and tell them to pay you five percent interest on that twenty thousand dollars. You go to jail for that. They call that loan sharking. But see, these stock market people, they do it every day, and that's the that's what I tell you about the economy. You got to follow money. Like go back, go back and listen to my pie talk on cheap money, right? Cheap money. These people on Wall Street, like I tell you about that fellow. That man, that fella bought that man, that old uh, uh, hedge fund person in that little small town, and took that guy out of his company by putting it on the stock market, right? Tricked him out of his company. That's how these, that's how these hedge fund spec. That's how they do, y'all. They get you, in the, they get you in the system where now they controlling your resource will control your world. Like these farmers, they go in there and tell these farmers how much they, how much to plant, how how much to plant this year. We'll give you X amount of dollars. Y'all go back and listen to my little pie talk. We'll give you X amount of dollars, right? Because next year you have a big harvest, right? I want to buy all that harvest. And the farmer sells it to him, right? They give the farmer a million dollars for next year's harvest. They ain't even planted yet. Because the farmer said the bird in the hand is better than one in the bush. Because next year, if it's, if it's a bad crop, they got their million dollars. Now, the hedge fund person, he going to lose. But see, he ain't going to lose. You see, he just sold that crop. He just sold last year's crop to somebody else for a million point five, right? Now he gonna jimmy the market around. He's gonna raise the price up on that corn to get his money back. See, this ain't no big game. These people playing a big game. Everything was all all fine. Everything was all fine until these speculators and hedge funders start letting Wall Street and our and our and our politicians start getting money from these Wall Street people, right? To let them put they put 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 uh, put they pimp in this game. You see what I'm saying? I like Gator Tail. I love Gator Tail. The boys down in Louisiana, they make that good Gator Tail, right? Right? Gator Tail everywhere. But you let some hedge fund speculator come down, come down. And matter of fact, I was watching Swamp. Y'all look, I know I love Swamp people. And I watched the Swamp people. And one season, I guess they was out there hunting. And it's the season, I guess, they had a big demand for gator tail. See what I'm saying? They had a big demand for gator tail. So they was hunting like crazy. Because see, some speculator came down there and said that not just the gator, I'm sorry, it wasn't the gator tail, it was a gator skin. Because this particular year, I guess over in Italy or somewhere over there, 
I guess gator skin was in. So the market for gator skin had boomed. So them guys, Troy, them had to go down there and catch as many gators as they can to fulfill, right, the promise of somebody sitting in some office in New York or Scandinavia somewhere, somebody who don't know nothing about gator tail, ain't even never seen a gator, right? But he done been on the phone with somebody in some other country and told him that he can get them so many gator skins. So then he calls somebody and they go down to Florida, I mean, Louisiana, right? And they tell Troy and them, we're going to give y'all X amount of dollars if y'all get us this much gator skin. So Troy and them hating like crazy, hunting like crazy, right? The next year come around, right? Next year come around and Troy and them in trouble because the price, the price of gator skin then went down. So now they losing money the next year. <coughs> because they got involved into a speculative market. Then the following year, the third year, Troy and them start selling their own gator tail and gator skin. Because my man Bruce, Bruce used to, Bruce was good at skinning alligator. See, Bruce, that fat one, he 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 he, he wear that the scarf on his head, he always wear over overalls with no shirt on. And he wear no shoes. Bruce good at skinning them alligators. So them boys got smart. They say, well, look, instead of selling our, instead of taking our, gator, our gators skins and tell the market to market, why don't we sell them ourselves? Because Bruce was always already doing all the skinning. So that's when they turned their season around, that third season, when they got out there and they started hunting them gators and they got off of the market, they started controlling their own product and they started making money. And ever since then, they've been making money. And that's how it is right there with these businesses. If y'all start a business and your business is doing good locally, see greed. Greed is not is greed is all greed is already in a man's soul. But a good talk can bring the greed out. If you got a good product and you and you making money, it, all these little products that we make and we invent in this country here start out locally. And then somebody put the notion in their head to, 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 to go big. Whenever somebody tell you go big and they can make you go big, that means they can take your money. They ain't doing it to help you. They doing it to put you in a position where they set you up. That's what these big companies is. These big, big companies, that's why you see big companies be getting bought out and sold out. You see companies merging together. Or not merging. You see, you, 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 uh, you, uh, you, you, you see these big companies buying two companies and merging these two companies together. And then they make it, they bring them up, bring them up the profitability, and then they dump them. These people have, these people don't know nothing about your business. But you let these people in into your business, and now they, they, they create this whole system where they don't care about the people. They don't care nothing about you working. They don't care nothing about China bringing coronaviruses over here. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't care nothing about lead paint and, and, uh, and baby products from China. They don't care about that. All day they tell your dumb buddies that you can make it cheaper in China. And you can make more profit, be profits by making your stuff cheap in China. So you go along with that old crap, right? You go along with that crap, and now you got what you got. You got a whole country shut down because you want to buy that old cheap China crap. And China don't give a dang about you, and China shouldn't give a dang about you. Why should China give a dang about you? You America. We the big fish. You're supposed to be smarter than that. You're supposed to be smarter than the average bear boo-boo. Right? But you want it cheap. Greed. This is what it is. We got to have some every year. That's what it is. Greed, 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 greed. And these big Wall Street people, they know that. Right? Anytime there's an invention over here, what they tell you? Watch Shark Tank. Well, 
You can take it over to China, make it. Them guys at Shark Tank ain't go no, no, don't, don't care about you or your your community. If there's jobs in your community, they don't care nothing about you. They drinking wine up there, living high on the hog. What makes you think these people care about you? When you start a job or, or you start a business or something in your community, and you put people in your community to work, right? You doing that if you put you keep your community to work. That money circulates to your community, your environment. But when you let these outside people come in and dictate your business, then eventually take your business and then take that job out of there, that's your fault. That ain't their fault. That's what they do. they predators. Wall Street is full of predators that just want to make money off you. They don't care nothing about you or your community. Right? If the economy crashes in the United States, you know what they're doing? They going, to, they going to the next place. Right? If the next place is China, they going to China. You know, it's like Richard Pryor used to say, when, when, when he, when he, Richard Pryor used to say back in the day, when, when he was on the street, he said, he, he said, I couldn't fight a lick. He said, I couldn't fight. He said, but I can tell jokes, right? So my dad was making folks laugh, right? And he said, whichever, he said, whichever side was winning, that was my side, right? <laughs> he said, I ain't had no lawyer nobody. He said, whichever side winning, that's my side. That's how these people is. Whichever side winning, that's their side. And they're looking at China, right? They're looking at China because China got five billion people. All right, everybody throws that five billion people up number, right? But see, China is not going to let you control their people and control their economy like the United States let you control them. That's what they mad at. See, the stock market people, they can't control China. They let China on the stock market and China has no value for their money. There's no value. They don't know what the value of China money is. But see, they keep playing with China because they want that cheap labor. And China know it. And they give you cheap labor, they give you, they give you corona, they give you the bird, avian flu, they give you everything else, bad lead, everything else they give you. Because of your greed. Not because of American people. It's because of these Wall Street people that's sitting up there, right, that's killing, that's manipulating, uh, manipulating American people, right, and got these businesses putting these 401ks in, making money off of us. And they ain't giving us nothing. And people walk around looking at the stock market. The hell with that damn stock market. Let it drop. Let it crash. Let it crash. It's all over again. It's all over again. Let it crash. That's what I say. Let it crash. We need to go through some hard, we need to go through hard times to make us learn. People used to say back <coughs> people used to say back in the day, a hard tail, a hard head, make a soft butt. Now y'all know what they most people say, I'm just trying to make it clean. A hard head make a soft butt. See, we ain't never been through this. We're not gonna learn our lesson about this dang stock market and how the people. 2008. Now here's the crazy thing about 2008 and the stock market crash. Our American government, our American government took the taxpayers' money, so-called, quote unquote. Y'all know I know about the money bank. Take the taxpayers' money, pays the bank off at Wall Street for them bad mortgage investments they had. Wall Street guys made so much money they was partying on boats and on yachts. Uh, the American people, houses devalued. People lost their houses. But here's an interesting question here. If the American government paid off Wall Street and the banker for them bad houses and mortgage, shouldn't auction every house that was affected be owned by the people now? Why are people still paying mortgages on them houses that the that, that, that American government gave Wall Street all that money for? And ain't nobody complaining about it. If the taxpayers pay Wall Street out, why are people still paying mortgages on their house?
They shouldn't be their house. Or they should have to pay on the house in taxes. That's their house. Because before the crash, the house was worth $300,000 before the crash. After the crash, the house was worth probably probably $1,000. I'm going to be generous. The house was probably worth $10,000. Right? The government pays Wall Street off. Makes them whole again while they party and all that kind of stuff. Shouldn't that house be owned by that by that tab, by that person who still owes ten thousand dollars? Because some of his tax and everything paid them off. Shouldn't he own that house? And that free and clear. But yet he still gotta pay, he's gotta refinance his house and then continue paying on it. That's why in Michigan a lot of people just dumped them houses. Dumped them and went somewhere else. Wall Street, stock market. Stock market. People stressing. Oh, stock market going up. I don't give a damn what it do. Because see, we need to learn a lesson about the stock market. Let it crash. And we all going to suffer who got money into that thing. Right? And we're going to look at gas prices. Everything going to go up. We're going to be panicking. Why is all that stuff going up? Because some corporation ain't, ain't making money off investors like they used to. That's all the stock market is. If people putting money buy buy stock into somebody's company, right? And when that private company that's on the stock market, it's not a private anymore, it's on the stock market, but that company that's on the stock market, if nobody buying this stock, right, then it's supposed to be, oh, the market gonna crash. The company ain't gonna fail, the company just losing money. The company only losing money because people not putting money into it. But the company still made profits. Where all the profits are over the years, where all that money go? It goes with the dodo bird, the cuckoo bird. I mean, I, I mean, look. Let the stock market crash. That's what I say. Let it crash. Let's start all over again. Get rid of it. They should have gotten rid of it after 2008. Them people made all that money partying on boats. Flying, fly, flying these little countries, having sex with little boys and everything. They ain't no a bunch of perverts. Doing all that kind of stuff with the American taxpayer money, and you got to refinance your house after the government just paid them off. Or after Obama paid them off. I don't know. Somebody paid them off. And now here again, now here again for the market crash, for do what it do, we have this avian, we have this coronavirus. Perfect timing. Everybody stay in the house. Everybody stop, 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 stop shopping. Slow everything down. Right, because we don't want to crash the market, because we don't want another 2008 where everybody panicking. So this is the best way, this is the best thing to do to keep people from panicking. Just slow the market, just slow people down from they spending. Slow, slow businesses down, slow corporations down. This is perfect opportunity. Now I'm not saying the coronavirus ain't a real viruses are real. Like I tell you all the time. Look how many people died last year of the flu. Ain't, 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 ain't nobody broadcasting. Every year. Every year. Now, I'm not going to tell y'all again. Y'all take precautions about this thing because you, you don't know. But at the same time, these people using this thing as an opportunity. These money people. These corporations. It's like the airlines. Talking about the airlines losing money. How the hell y'all losing money? All the money y'all done fixed these, uh, us for over all these years. How the airlines using money? You see, you paying six, seven hundred dollars for a ticket to fly from here to Gainesville. How you losing money to get on the airplane and go across the street? All the money that they did fleece the fleece the country, American people out of. Gas prices go low, they they price they plane tickets go high. 
Gas prices go high, they raise their prices even more, say, well, it's because of gas. Gas drop back low, their prices go a little higher or stay the same. Come on, people. That stock market thing. It does that because investors, because of these board members, we got to keep our board members happy. See, when some of the board members, those board members don't give a dang about nobody, but they love their they bottom line. They don't care if you shut a business down. They don't care about it. All they, they care about is their bottom line. These board members like, what's that boy, that, 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 that rich boy uh, who always on the stock market, that uh, old man with glasses. I don't know why whenever I be talking about this thing, I can never think of that boy's name. Uh, what's that boy's name? I'm going to think of his name. Because I remember I seen a documentary on him, uh, and they and they say yeah, I think he from I don't know I don't know where that boy West Con no 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 he from somewhere in the mid east not Kansas City West Con not 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 Missouri I can't think of that boy name what that that that, that old little white guy name supposed to be good with the stock market he made a bulk he made he made a he made a bulk of, bulk of his money in insurance he made a a lot of his money I almost called his name on top of my head I watched a documentary on that boy one day. And say that him and his wife, they've been married all these years. But his wife, his wife, now I'm just telling y'all what on the documentary. Now I'm doing what I see on the documentary. They say his wife, uh, his wife, oh, his wife got a boyfriend. And him and his wife will sleep together. The wife and the boyfriend sleep together. Right? They had boyfriend and the wife. Now you know what? I am not I'm not gonna even call his name. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't supposed to be calling your name on my little pod talking. Y'all know what I'm talking about that old that old white one that old white, little short white guy with the glasses who knows all about the stock market, make all his money in the stock market. Everybody think he's so smart when it comes to stock market. If you telling me he ain't dealing with no inside trading, huh, I tell y'all what. But I saw Doc Miller one time. They say he say uh, he's got a, he got a granddaughter or a daughter in San Francisco somewhere. He don't give her no money. She's like I don't care. You know she she one of gentrification people. You know, who go in there, who like the arts and all that kind of stuff and creative people. He don't give her no money, right? They got to earn their money. He don't give his grandkids get nothing, right? They say his wife, he say his wife. I'm just telling y'all what I said about a minute now. I ain't, I ain't gossiping now. Say his wife, uh, she got a boyfriend, had a boyfriend all these years. And the boyfriend, they all stay in the same house. He don't mind having, he don't mind his wife. Having, having, having a boyfriend, cause I guess if he, I guess he, if he ain't gonna give her none, then he don't want her to pre pride. She got a boyfriend there, right? Now I don't know. He might, he may be sideways. The reason why he don't want, he don't, he don't want to touch his wife, but it's okay. They got an open relationship where she can see her boyfriend as long as he see around the house. I think that's a good deal. A boyfriend got a good deal. He ain't gotta do nothing. All he gotta do is just, you know, stay, stay in this rich, nice house and you know and, and clean her pipes out. He good. Yeah, all sit around, you know, smoke a cigar together. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Boy, man, there's money on insurance, which is another big ripoff. I think I'm going to do a little part talk on the insurance. But see, the stock market thing here, the stock market thing here, I don't mind the whole thing crash. I'm telling you all not. Crash, crash the whole thing. With all a little hard, let's, let's go through some hard times and get rid of that thing. You know, don't put your money, take all your money out. Let it crash. Take all your money out. I bet you don't get nothing because ain't no money in it for you to take out. That's, that's, that's another perception. You think you got money in the stock market, right? You want your little money in the stock market. You ain't got no money in the stock market. All that, all that imaginary. Then everybody try to pull their money out. I bet you don't get a dime. That's just like trying to go to the bank and redeem your money for gold. 
You know, because uh, that dollar ain't nothing but a certificate. You should be able to redeem, redeem that for gold, right? You try to pull here, I put them on the stock market. They gonna say the stock market crash. People can't get their money because there ain't no money to get. Because anything, anything they went in, they already took it out. You don't get nothing. <laughs> ain't nothing there anyway. Stock market. Man, y'all, man, 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 we'd have been hoodwinked so much by this stock market thing here. And people, I don't, I don't even watch. I, people are at work tomorrow. Oh, man, look at the stock. The stock then went up or the stock then went down. I be thinking to myself, you down, fool. On the, on the, on the, on the, that's just like sitting there watching a cartoon. The stock market ain't nothing there. Right? The, the, people, the people who invented the market are the ones who control it. They control whether they go up or go down or it go sideways. It's a speculative market. Ain't nothing fair about it. It wasn't set up to be fair. It was set up, it was set up for the middleman to take everything, just like banks, less than the Federal Reserve. It was set up for the middleman who don't have no vested interest in you or the consumer or the producer. All they have a vested interest for is pleasing both of y'all. It's getting something for nothing. That's all the stock market is. And these board members, on these board members, is high potty money. Like I tell y'all about. About the stock market, right? All these companies got stock in each other. It ain't no competition. General Motors got stock in, 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 in Chrysler. Chrysler got stock in Volvo. Volvo got stock in Mercedes. All the people on the stock, these, these people, they got stock in each other. Colleges. Colleges got stock in stock in privatized prisons. All these places, y'all look at these places. You know what a big old Ponzi scheme. Ain't nothing there. It's just like what Madoff was doing. That's like Madoff. Madoff, Madoff had Madoff knew the game. He was tricking people. He was playing. He was tricking people on their own game. He was tricking politicians out their money. The only reason why Madoff went to jail is because he was sucking politicians out their money. That's all. If what Madoff was doing did not affect politicians, he wouldn't be in prison. He got slapped on the finger and been at the club man somewhere. But he was fleecing politicians and stock market people out of their money. He was playing their game because he know ain't nothing there. So they ain't selling nothing. He wasn't selling nothing. They got mad at him because he fleeced them. That's why they gave him all them years. Because, because he fleeced them on their own game. Made off, made, 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 made off no, they wasn't selling nothing, so he ain't selling nothing. That's why, that's why Madoff got all them years in jail. Now, I don't know. That's just my opinion, not the facts, man. Ain't nothing but a game. Speculative game. Ain't nothing there. Like I told you right now, if you think something there, let everybody try to pull their money out of the stock market. They'll tell you, ain't, we ain't, ain't no money in this market. The first thing they'll tell you is that there's been a run on the market. And the market has crashed. And you ain't gonna get nothing. You're gonna get an email or a letter in the mail saying, we sorry. <laughs> and then and then this that you hear about <clears throat> is a whole lot of private airplanes flying, you know, flying uh flying flying to some country. No matter where they go, it ain't like it ain't like the government's gonna go out, go after the extradite them anyway. They go anywhere they wanna go. See, you can uh you you could be a million and billionaire and rip people off and not go to jail. Cause you know, a lot of your people, you know, your people who you put money in their pockets, you know, they don't want they don't want you to get told on them. They don't want you to get told. They don't want to get told on. So this stock market thing, yeah, I just want to get a little insight, my little P on stock market. Now let me tell y'all something right now. 
My opinion don't bother me in the hill of beans now. But I think, now don't y'all, y'all do what y'all want to do. See, if I had my children to play that stock market, you got ready to meet me. I know, I know million people got plenty big money now over these years because they never played that stock market game. You know, they may not get no money off their, no interest off their money right now, but they got big money. They, they, long as there's a such thing as money, they can go put some, they can put their hands on it. But you can't put your hands on nothing in the stock market. Oh yeah, when the market is good. You know, you can say, well, like I hear some people, well, I pulled out 25000 in the stock market. That's true. Because the market is still good, right? Because it's a positive scheme, right? Yeah, they got 25000 to give you a little 25000 out right now, right? Because they're making money out of that 25000 that's coming in. See, as long as money coming in, they, they, they can move it around like that. But when money stops coming in, there's no money coming in, right? And you ask for your money... You know, they, 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 it ain't that. So you may look at it, you got, I got a million dollars on the stock market. I pulled out 25000 You may can because the market is good right now. And there's money coming in. So they take that little money and, and give you 25000 Because you can access for your million dollars. You have 25000 So they can take from here to pay you. But this, and this is how Madoff got in trouble. How Madoff got in trouble was, them people start asking for their money and he ain't have it. There was no money coming in. See, Madoff got away with this thing because when people invested, they may have $100 million in the best with uh, Madoff, and Madoff was sending them a check for ten, fifteen thousand dollars Because he was getting the money that was coming in and sending them a little $15,000. They went because they went asking for all their money. When people started asking for all their money, that's when, the gig, that's when the gig was up. Like the stock market. Y'all ask for y'all money right now and see what happened. See what happened. <clears throat> they'll be tell you. They'll tell you it's a run on the market. That would be the first thing they're gonna tell you is a run on the market. You ain't gonna get nothing. You gonna get nothing. You gonna get a hill of beans. But look here, I'm gonna get on out of here now. It's enough of my little stock market talk here. It's enough of my little stock market talk here. Now look, I want y'all with the little Corona thing here. I want y'all to take care of yourself. All right. I just want y'all to take care of yourself. Y'all do what these people say. These people say stay out the street. You know, only only emergency personnel. Y'all listen to what them folks say. Okay, until this thing, until we get past this thing. Right? And and if y'all think I'm kidding about that stock market thing is, man, that stock market is a big old joke. It's a big old Ponzi scheme. That Ponzi is just no more than, it's, it ain't no more than what Bernie Madoff did. And y'all think y'all got this money to bank y'all, y'all, y'all call them and, and get y'all money. <laughs> <laughs> See what people tell y'all. See what people tell y'all. But I got a million dollars in the stock market. Can you send me my million dollars? People tell you out your damn mind. We send you a million dollars. Ain't no money coming in. The market is slow. Ain't no money coming in. Ain't no money coming in. We ain't send no money out. But I done made this money in in period period of time. People look at you like you crazy. They ain't even, they, they ain't even look at you. You right? You won't get an email back or a phone call. You know from your broker. You know your broker, your friend. <laughs> I'm going to get on out of here, y'all. I'm going to get on out of here. Like I tell y'all all the time when I leave, y'all. Y'all take care of everybody. But more importantly, y'all take care of y'all still. First. All right now.